Welcome to Orchard UMC's podcast. At Orchard, we endeavor to live into our mission of transforming the world by growing in faith, serving others, and sharing Jesus. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. The Advent wreath is a vivid symbol of preparation. The lighting of a new candle each of the four weeks before Christmas reminds us that something is happening, but more is yet to come. The circle of evergreen reminds us of the everlasting covenant offered in the birth of Jesus. The four candles symbolize hope, peace, joy, and love. The Gospel of John speaks of Christ as the true light coming into the world. It is significant that the church has always used that language. The coming of Christ, because he speaks in deep truth, Christ is coming, Christ is always coming, Christ is entering a troubled world, a wounded heart. And so we light the first candle, the candle of hope, and dare to express our longing for peace, for healing, and the well-being of all creation. Hope is the light that shows us the way at night. The Jews had to wait hundreds and hundreds of years for the Messiah that God had promised, and it wasn't an easy life. They lived in Palestine, a country often conquered by other nations. But even though all of that, the Jewish people never lost hope in God's promise to send a Messiah who would come and free them. It was a long wait, but Jesus, the Messiah, did come. Let us pray, loving God as we enter this Advent season. We open all the dark places in our lives in memories to the healing light of Christ. Show us the creative power of hope. Prepare our hearts to be transformed by you, that we may may walk in the light of Christ. A reading from Isaiah 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, among them a light has shined. For unto us is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. From ancient times, evergreens have been considered a symbol of eternity, a sign of God's everlasting nature. Isaiah tells us that there will be no end to the reign of the Messiah. Therefore, we hang wreaths shaped in circles and place garlands of green as a sign of everlasting life. These are symbols of Christ's gift of eternal life and of the celebration of Christmas itself. A reading from Isaiah. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity. Surely he has borne our infirmities and buried our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his bruises we are healed. 
All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. For Christians, this passage from Isaiah reflects the sufferings of Jesus who brings us salvation through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. In the ancient times, holly and ivy were considered signs of Christ's passion. Their prickly leaves suggest the crown of thorns, the red berries, the blood of a Savior, and the bitter bark, the drink offered to Jesus on that cross. Let us give thanks to Christ for his love. From Numbers 24. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. The poinsettia speaks to us symbolically in several ways. The star-shaped formation of the ten leaves calls to mind the star which shone that very first Christmas. In a less joyous sense, the color of the flower is blood red, reminding us of the male infants killed because King Herod wanted to eliminate any threat to his throne. We sometimes forget this part of the story, which made it necessary for Mary and Joseph and the Christ child to flee to Egypt. And from Luke 2. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And at this time, we would invite our own children forward for children's time with Miss Colleen as we sing together, Infant Holy, Infant Lowly. The manger or crash serves as a reminder that Jesus Christ was born in the humblest of places because humankind would not make room in their heart to hold the song of God. Jesus, who was born in this most modest beginning, has compassion on all God's children from the humblest to the richest. So you all are going to help set up the manger. So when I hand you a piece, just find a spot for it wherever you see fit. They did an amazing job, didn't they? It looks so beautiful. Good job, everyone. We're coming now into our time of offering. It's a time where we open our hearts to God and all God has in store for us. It's a time where we place our trust in God because God has, has given us so much and it's a chance for us to give a little bit back. Now today, uh, as you know, last month we started our noisy change offerings with the youth, remember? where we passed around the cans and you'd put your change in there and make some noise. We're going to do that again today. Uh, But first, we're going to take our regular offering. And then after that offering is complete, the children will come forward to do their noisy offering. So I invite you to open your hearts to God, trust in God, and know that God works through your gifts. Amen.
A reading from Micah. But you, O Bethlehem, from you shall come forth one who is to rule in Israel. I'm sorry. A reading from Psalm 26. <laughs> 96. <laughs> Psalm 96. <laughs> oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. And at long last, the awaited reading from Micah, (laughs) chapter 5. But you, O Bethlehem, from you shall come forth one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from ancient days. And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live securely, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. In ancient times, the cedar was revealed, uh, revered as the tree of royalty. It also signified immortality and was used for purification. We have placed this tree and this sanctuary as a symbol of Christ who reigns as king forever and whose coming will purify our hearts. And it is with that tree and and going through that symbol that we now move to remembering Christ through the act of communion. It is a sacrament where we all join together as one, where we join together and take these elements and become united with Christ. So I say to you all, the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being with him was life, and the life was the light Of all the people, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, He gave power to become children of God who were born not of the blood or of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. I invite you to reach across the aisle and join the hands of those next to you. Each and every one of these hands is the light. Go in this world and be the light. Be the light that darkness cannot overcome. Be God's people. Be love. Go forth and be the people of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you have been enriched by the word proclaimed. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at ministry at orchardumc.org. You can find out more about Orchard by going to our website at www.orchardumc.org.